What's up, what's up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis, and you are listening to the motherfucking Carmine Davis show, bitch. What the fuck is up? All right, look, get in here. Sit down, girl. Let's talk. I don't got all day. I really don't. It's a lot of shit going on. I want to keep this cute. You know, my motto is K-I-S-S. Keep it sexy, simple. I'm going to hop right into it. Um, My week was pretty cool. Uh, a little eventful. It's been a little uh, sticky. A little family drama. A little home drama, relationship drama, you know, going through shit the same thing you do, the same way you do, but bad bitches don't do nothing but get badder, you know what I'm saying? And if you're a bad bitch and you are just now tuning in to the Carmine Davis Show, make sure you follow, subscribe, rate, review this podcast, Bad Bitches Only, Bad Bitch Only Radio. Tap in with me on our social in, uh, medias, uh, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis Show, um, Twitter.com slash Carmine Davis. And if you're one of these weirdos that listen every week and don't subscribe, you're just stalking me like a fucking weirdo, um, just go ahead and take the time, smash that follow button, uh, and give us five stars because I am a five-star bitch now. Like, you can go to Spotify, go to the Carmine Davis Show page on Spotify and give me five stars, all right? Let's hop into it. I'm already tired, so I'm just going to... And I don't really... I'm not in the mood to play the radio with y'all. So I'm, I might be in rare form. I'm going to keep it... A thousand. I don't have the time nor the energy. And if I had it, I wouldn't give it to this bullshit. The first one is from lovebscott.com. This is a uh, shout out to lovebscott.com um, for being an affiliate link from the beginning. Um, NLE Choppa implies he'd have a threesome with Sweetie and his girlfriend if Icy Girl rapper approached him. Uh, rappers will never miss an opportunity to let women know that they have their eye on them. NLE Choppa was the latest artist to let his feelings be known when he admitted during a recent interview that one of his female peers has caught his attention. During a recent appearance on the It's Tricky with Raquel Harper podcast, um, the Memphis artist didn't shy away from expressing his interest in the best friend rapper. You also were saying earlier that you think Sweetie's a bad one, huh? He asked Harper... I mean, Harper had asked in the clip below. Sweetie, she's beautiful. She's be- a beautiful lady, Chopper 19 said on of the 28-year-old. So if your girlfriend was right, you know, there, right there, and Sweetie said, hey, you know what, Chopper? I'm still trying to see what it do. What do you say? The host pressed. Me and my girl going to see what's up for sure. It's simple. He answered, asked for clear When asked for clarification um that his partner is part of the hypothetical situation he said with a smile we're gonna come through we're gonna have fun my goodness uh choppa isn't the first rapper who said who has had who has tried to romance sweetie since confirming her split from quava last march she shot down rumors that her and amigos rapper were back together while fielding flirtations from several other hip-hop notables. In October, Soulja Boy took to Twitter to try to woo her ride and what a nigga gotta do to have Sweetie. Uh, while Sweetie never responded to Soulja Boy's advances, 
A month later, she expressed her desire to start a family, which prompted Nick Cannon to make a play. Responding to Sweetie tweeting that he she wants some babies, Cannon's the father. Oh, girl, the can <laughs> the father of seven kids with an eight with eight on the way. Um, jokingly responded with a series of emoji. I'm not about to go in on Nick Cannon at all. Listen to the week before. Y'all know how I feel about this. Nigga, what you gonna do with another baby? Okay, Sweetie confirmed in 2021, she and Quavo had split after two years of dating. She said she had checked out of the relationship a long time ago and suggested the breakup was due to Quavo's infidelity. I've endured too much um, betrayal and hurt beside, behind these scenes for a false narrative to be circulating that degrades my character, she tweeted. Um, presence doesn't band-aid scars, and the love isn't real when the intimacy is given to other women. Um, you can hear NLE Choppa's full appearance on It's Tricky with Raquel Harper below. Um, okay, so I'm going to start from the top. I don't have time to play with y'all, so I'm not going to mince a lot of words. Uh, I think it's crazy how niggas try to run around talking about how they're going to have a, a threesome. Like, bitch, you barely pleasing a bitch that you with. You know what I'm saying? So bring in a stallion. Like, sweetie, I don't know much about Nelly Choppa's um, current uh, situation or what she's liking. But, bitch, if you can sit there and let your nigga say he's going to have a threesome with another bitch, and have you in on it without, you know what I mean? Like, that's whack. <laughs> I think the whole situation is a little whack. Um, niggas talk all motherfucking day. Uh, I, I, I hate that there's also more of a narrative about Sweetie being pretty and her looks than it is about her talent. And I feel like that's something that frustrates her as well. Even though I feel like that'd be kind of a short conversation so maybe that's why it doesn't get brought up a lot um now this is a sweetie stan account you know i love sweetie um but i would i feel like sweetie needs to go to the drawing board uh, artist boot camp of some sort because I'm tired of hearing about how fine Sweetie is, but nobody wants to talk about how great of a rapper she is. And I feel like that's where people um, have most of, where they lack respect for her um, because she's kind of more about her looks than she is about her talent. Um, Sweetie just also is in the news um, recently because she cancels Icy Season to work on her album, which should be out by the summer. Um, looks like Sweetie fans are going to have to wait a little bit longer for the album. Sweetie fans have been patiently waiting for the debut album, Pretty Bitch Music, for what might seem like forever after the delayed um, after she delayed the album multiple times, despite having huge hits in My Type, Tap In, and Best Friend to help them over. 
Um, she initially planned to release an EP icy season in the first quarter of 2022, but now it seems even that has been planned. That plan has been changed, but for a good reason. In an interview with Billboard, the Bay Area rapper explained that she nixed the EP to lock in on finishing the album, which she now says should be out by the summer. She also explains why putting out her debut album has its at times seemed such a halting, laborious process. Sometimes our hit songs is better than us and we're just thrown into the game. She says, when you get signed, the label wants a hit. They want a return on their investment, which I understand, but it's important for artists to understand themselves before they start seeking for hits. Because if you don't know yourself, you don't know your music. She also doesn't want to rush the process as she feels she did in 2018's High Maintenance and 2019's Icy and doesn't want to be safe anymore. Now it's time to experiment. Um, considering she reportedly got a song in Tagalong, as well as Latin collab, according uh, as well as a Latin collab, according to Billboard, it sounds like she's expanding what the expectation of her album should be. Hopefully, she's able to meet her own self-imposed deadline and live up to the potential she's shown over the past few years. Even without releasing an album, Sweetie is still putting out music, which. Uh, <laughs> I understand her completely as someone who has delayed and <laughs> put alongside my own music. Um, I, I do know what it's like when you're a perfectionist and you do want to do things your own kind of way. And when you have, a lot of you people, a lot of people, especially overseas, know my music, that I'm an artist first, like I'm a singer-songwriter first, but it's difficult to be, and I like Sweetie, I am also the executive producer of everything I do, the executive, the uh, non, like everything, I'm a producer, I write on my songs, I do all those things, so I do understand how important it is for you to put your best foot forward. So I, I do appreciate Sweetie for doing that. And I also went through a self-learning process for my artistry as well. So I do know like one minute you'll have an idea and you'll have it already and you scrap it because it doesn't ring true to you anymore. Or then it rings true to you, but it's not at all on point of what's going on. The sound sounds dated. It goes a lot more into it when you have a when you don't allow a machine to push and rush you. So I applaud Sweetie for that, and I applaud her for having a business sense. But them performances, girl, dead. Dead. I, I'm not a fan of that. Um, I don't like it. It's not hot. It's not lukewarm. Sweetie, we need to get you in a gym. I love you, and I love looking at you, and I love hearing your music. But girl... Let's move on, and because I don't have time. Like I'm not about to go in on Sweetie today. I love Sweetie, but I'm, the truth is, Sweetie, you need you need to go to a gym. Don't sit on nobody else's damn table and do nothing else to your body before you go to the gym and get on some cardio, and not just to take some cute pictures, bitch. I want to see you sweat. I want to see you sweat, like girl. 
she looks amazing. But that sound and that breath control, and then the bitch didn't even know her own songs. Did y'all see that iHeart radio performance, the jingle ball or whatever? A mess. But let's move on. Um, before we do that, make sure you guys tap in with me. Um, I think that's going to be the new Twitter poll this week. You know, are we going to give Sweetie, do we think Sweetie's album is going to be it? Will it flip or flop? That's the Twitter poll. Make sure you guys tap in with me on twitter.com slash Carmine Davis. Um, and make sure you guys follow me on instagram.com slash Carmine Davis, instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show. Um, and speaking of Twitter polls, let's go through, tap in on the last week's Twitter poll. We, I kind of did lay it to Nick Cannon. Um, I guess, but last week's Twitter poll was direct, did directly to him. I asked everyone, is it possible for a man to have multiple children with multiple women and be a great father to them all? Uh, 68% of you guys agree with me and said, hell no. Uh, what a mess. Make sure you guys tap in with me on this week's Twitter poll about Sweetie's album, and we're going to move on to the next hot topic. This is from lovebyscott.com. Uh, Britney Spears is writing a tell-all memoir because she's ready to take back her voice. All right. This is literally sent me over the moon. I'm excited. I won. First things first, I am here for Britney. I'm not here for that Britney Spears slander. Save it. Uh, I knew who Britney Spears was as a fan for decades. That bitch is crazy, uh, crazier than a bag of cats. But that's why I fuck with Britney. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love Britney. That bitch is from the trailer park, just like I am. You know, like, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, I relate to her. And so her actions later, lately after have gone through what she's gone through is not shocking to me. So, I don't know. I'm here for it. I'm excited to hear it. But let's keep going. Um, last week, it was reported that Britney Spears is writing a tell-all memoir in one of the biggest publishing deals of all time. According to sources, Britney's decision to write a book is something she wanted to do for quite some time, but wasn't allowed, of course. Um, for the most, for, um, from via page six, for most of her life, even before her conservative trip, Brittany has had to deal with other people speaking for her. A source close to Spears exclusively tells page six. The narrative has been shifted time and time again by the media, the paparazzi, Brittany's exes, and even her own family. After being silenced for more, almost 14 years, she is ready to take back her voice, something that never should have been taken from her in the first place. Page six broke the news Monday that the pop star 40 inked a $15 million deal with Simon and Schuster after a bidding war involving multiple publishing companies. The deal is one of the biggest of all time behind the Obamas. An insider told us reference to the $60 million, um, the reference in the $60 million that Barack and Michelle Obama got from Penguin Random House for their books. While the announcement came just one month after Spears' sister Jamie Lynn released her memoir, Things I Should Have Said, the first source insists that 
the timely is purely coincidence. Uh, Brittany has always wanted to write a book, and that feels now is the best time to do it, and and so that she can move on and be at peace again. The source explains. The tell-all is Britney's first confirmed project since her conservatorship ended in November 2021, nearly 14 years after her father, Jimmy Spears, took over control of her life and money. The Grammy winner testified against her dad twice last summer, claiming he had abused his powers and sent her to a mental health facility against her will out of retaliation for her cancellation of the second Las Vegas residency, Britney domination. Jamie, 69, denied any wrongdoings, but conceded in court in June 2019 that his relationship with Britney has always been strained. It appears writing is not the only thing the Toxic Singer has in store in the coming months. As a source previously teased on page six that she has big plans for 2022 as a thank you to her beloved fans who gave her the courage to speak out against her situation and helped her get back to life. We can't wait to read it. I cannot wait. Um, this is about to be a mess. Uh, I love it. But I, I hope that it doesn't become the kind of thing where, like Tina Turner kind of situation was, where she wrote a book to kind of settle everything, and then that's kind of what everybody just remembers about her. Like, it's a stamp um in time i'm sorry it would be a stamp in time where people just kind of keep focusing on the things she admits in the book and never really kind of let her break out of this whole conservativeship situation like i don't want to look up at another 14 years we're still talking about britney when she was in the conservativeship i want this book to tie into the next chapter of her life i want us to move on now that we know the truth about britney and we understand what was going on with her from her own standpoint and her own words that we can celebrate the legacy that she's already had and get more Britney music and more, um, like even just more, I just want to see Britney more. You know what I mean? Like iconic, like even just this whole situation, the Instagram, all that more iconography, like, you know, what I'm everything this bitch does is iconic like for now like that paisley shirt and them shorts pacing back and forth with that that up down with the bang that is going to be iconic like in 20 years when we see somebody doing that on a tv show we know exactly what they're referencing like everything about this bitch is iconic even her nervous breakdown even her conservatorship and getting her life back this is a woman who is iconic everything the girls can't the girls cannot. The girls can't go to the bathroom and, and barefoot and it being iconic. And I'm a, I'm not, I don't know how much of it is because I'm a huge fan of hers or is it because I'm a huge fan of hers because all of this is true. You know what I mean? Like this, everything this bitch does is iconic. And this book is going to be iconic and I want it to kind of go back to proving to us why she is Britney Spears for people to understand that everything this girl does is amazing. The music, the imagery, the videos, the dance moves, uh, the songs, like the, the like everything that this bitch did, even Crossroads was fucking iconic. She speaks is iconic. Like, 
she breaks down. It's iconic. She comes back up. It's iconic because she is iconic. Do you get what I'm saying? And I want this chapter of her life to wrap up and we get Britney a la Madonna, like Cher, like this, this went through the storm and now she's pressed on. Now she's back in Vegas doing it her way. Or I want her to release music and keep going. And now that she's gone through the storm, Britney gets back to doing what she does best. And that's entertain. Um, nobody's doing it like Britney and nobody ever has and nobody ever will. And I want that book to reflect that. I can't wait to have it. Bitch, I'm going to be reading it sun up to sundown like I did with um, Mariah's book. I can't wait. And I'm sure you guys are excited too. But let's move on. Uh, make sure you guys tweet me. Let me know what you guys are thinking about with this book. Do y'all think she's going to deliver? Or, you know, do we already know everything we need to know about Britney and this conservatorship and we just need to move on? What's tea? But again, let's move on. Um, I cannot wrap this show up without shouting out the Mary Jane Blige. Mary J. Blige. Iconic. It seems a little bit iconic to me. Okay. Um, Mary J. Blige had the best two weeks, I think, of her career that two-minute moment on the Super Bowl when she looked like, like a goddess. Like, Mary J. Blige did the shit out of that family affair and no more drama. I am a huge Mary J. Blige fan. I love me some Mary J. Blige. Like, Mary, my girl, Mary J. Blige. She is a fellow Capricorn. Um, Mary J. Blige helped raise me, basically. Like, she's the auntie that I never got to meet. I haven't met yet. But in my mind, we celebrate our birthdays together. Her birthday is a day before mine. Or the day after mine, I'm sorry. And in my mind, we celebrate our birthdays together. I love Mary J. Blige. Her music, everything about her. Her new look, everything. Her album is hot. And she's literally a hot girl. Mary Jane Blige is a hot girl. And from love, according to lovebeescott.com, Michael Jordan grabbed Mary J. Blige's backside at NBA All-Star and 50 Cent's got jokes. Okay. Um, the NBA All-Star Weekend is often a star-studded event as both the league's athletes and other entertainers get the chance to come together to enjoy the host city's festivities as well as a low-stakes run of basketball games that allow for more socializing, than the average in-season game. This year's festivities were no different, as the league's 75th anniversary brought out even bigger stars than usual, including retired players like Michael Jordan, who was honored as one of the 70, 75 best players in league history. But basketballs weren't the only thing Jordan palmed over the weekend, which led to some pretty amusing memes from social media. When MJ encountered one of those celebrities, Mary J. Blige, who's fresh off her own big performance at the Super Bowl, which included a surprise appearance from 50 Cent, their friendly hug apparently turned out to be a little bit more than what the cameras caught um, the hooper resting his hand on what looked to be the singer's backside. Naturally, Twitter achieved liftoff from sheer reaction energy as fans noted the exchange 
and took delight in pointing it out. Y'all got to see this video. Make sure you guys click the link in the description if you have not. Uh, Mary J. Blige and Michael Jordan look at each other like they ain't seen each other in 30 years, but still ready to risk it at any second. Michael Jordan grabbed Mary J. Blige's cheeks and challenged Michael, I mean, and challenged Mike Magic to a uh, one versus one, a one on one this weekend. This motherfucker is the GOAT. One of those fans was none other than 50 Cent, who never missed a chance to weigh in on a viral moment with a, with a meme or two of his own. And in this case, he had the perfect gag, courtesy of the Stars drama series Power. Posting a pretty big spoiler for the recent season finale of Book Two Ghost, which stars Mary as Monique, the matriarch of a drug dealing family, which includes an NBA prospect basketball player, Zeke. 50 shared a fan screenshot with the comment, see, just when we thought it was all fucked up. <laughs> of course, if you haven't caught up on the show, you can click away or, you know, listen away, scroll on past this. But if you're not that pressed about the shocking ending, which, yeah, I hollered a bit when it aired, scroll on down to see 50 Cent's reaction. MJ came to Zeke's funeral. He told Monet that the Charlotte Hornets were going to drive Zeke, Monet broke down. <laughs> this is so funny. Y'all have to click this shit. What a mess. Uh, Mary J. Blige don't play that shit. So, uh, did y'all see that shit when he did with Ty- when she did Tyrese when Tyrese was trying to grab her ass? The thing about us Capricorns are we're we're very much about our don't try us in public. You know, we the biggest freaks behind closed, closed doors. You know, like, we got to make sure anybody up in this bitch that can hear us. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, nigga. You know, that's what she told uh, Tyrese that one time he grabbed her ass. All right, nigga. You know, watch your hands. But they probably know about Mary J's freaky reputation. You know, us Capricorns, we get down now in the bed. Have you looking for us in the daytime with a flashlight? Okay. But Mary don't usually play that public display of affection shit. I don't even remember her kissing her husband. Like, do they have a picture of her kissing her husband? That asshole can do? I don't think we have a video of them kissing or rubbing on each other. Mary J. Blige don't play that. We're very much about, Capricorns are very much about our public respect. So don't try that shit with us. I'm excited for Mary's career. Um, it just seems like she just never, she never, I can't say she, she's a, a comeback because Mary J. Blige ain't never gone nowhere. And that bitch is still singing hip hop hooks. Like she just stepped off the motherfucking porch. The girls don't sing hip hop hooks no more. Nobody, I think the only person who got bitches singing in this background is Boosie. And we don't listen to Boosie in public. Because, you know, he's a homophobe. I don't even, when I, I, I fight the urge to even nod when I make a shit beyond when I'm at Tony's or some shit like that, like at a bar. But the girls don't sing hooks no more. Mariah Carey and Mary J. Blige is still singing hooks 20 years into their career, 20, 30 years, singing hip-hop hooks. You want a, a bitch to lay down some vocals? On your new track, call Mary J. Blige. Call 
uh, Mariah Carey. Because the girls are, they don't know how to do it. Fantasia, and you know who do it still, I think? Keisha Cole. Dreaming. Man, I must be dreaming. Let's, if you don't know nothing about that, you know, you don't know nothing about that. Keisha Cole and Jeezy's dreaming. However, Keisha Cole be, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Keisha Cole. But they still sing hooks in the game. And these, when the last time you heard a bitch singing a hook on a hip-hop track? They don't do it no more. So I'm, anyway, back to what I was saying. Congratulations to Mary J. Blige and her career. A highlight. I love seeing Mary J. Blige looking good, sounding good, making good music, making good money, and moving on. Bad, a real bad bitch from Yonkers. You know what I'm saying? A hood bitch. Did y'all see her documentary? Speaking of Mary J. Blige, did y'all see her? If you haven't seen it yet, um, watch the documentary "My Life" on Amazon. We don't really hear too much more than we already know about Mary J. Blige. But if you don't know much about Mary J. Blige, this is the perfect time to go back and check that out. Because I know a lot of people probably know Mary J. Blige from Family Affair, you know, and little songs here and there. But as a true fan, it's, her story is amazing. And I feel like it's so inspiring that I feel like everybody should go and watch it. Um, That's her show. I told you I ain't had time this week. I got shit to do. I'm already running a little bit behind. The girls, you know, it's a little, it's, it's really hot here in Georgia. It's kind of really hot. I was sweating outside. Like, it's hot. So my babies, I took them out and they were digging and, you know, my puppies, they were digging. They were running around. So they're tired, but I wanted to take advantage of this beautiful day here in Georgia. It's like 72, 73 degrees up here in Alpharetta. I took them to the field and let them have a field day. So I'm a little bit behind, but I love y'all. I'll holla at y'all next week. Be good. Make good decisions. Peace. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I just got a, a, a text, bitch. From CNN, verdict reached in civil rights trial of three ex-officers connected to George Floyd's killing. All right, child. The jury has reached a verdict in the federal trial of the three former Minneapolis police officers connected to George Floyd's death. <sighs> okay. Tao Thai, or however you say his name, 36, J. Alexander Kwong, 28, and Thomas Lame, 38, are each charged with deprivation of rights under color of law for allegedly failing to administer medical aid to Floyd as Derek Chauvin, another Minneapolis officer, knelt on his neck. Okay, Tao and Kwong are also charged with willfully failing to intervene. And Chauvin's, yes, and Chauvin's 
use of unreasonable force, resulting in Floyd's death. Lane, who did not face the ex extra charge, testified that he asked Chauvin twice to reposition Floyd while restraining him, but he was denied both times. The three have pleaded not guilty to the federal charges and are being tried together. The jury, which consists of eight women and four men, deliberated for more than 12 hours Wednesday and Thursday after receiving instruction from Judge Paul Magnuson. Magnuson. Prosecutors argued that the officers had multiple chances to interrupt Chauvin's fatal restraint and save Floyd. They had opportunity and means to help and did not. Disregarding that is willfulness. Assistant U.S. Attorney Leanne Bell said during closing arguments. However, each of the three former officers took to the stand and tried to blame, place blame elsewhere, saying that they had a lack of proper training and that they deferred to Chauvin, the most senior officer on scene. I think I would have trust, I would trust a 19-year-old veteran to figure it out. That I said on the stand. The trial is the second such criminal proceeding to break down in details Floyd's in detail um in, in detail Floyd's final moments in on May the twenty fifth to twenty twenty. Can you believe that's about to be two years? Like, wow. As captured on harrowing video by an onlooker, the forty six year old black man was handcuffed and pressed face down into the pavement for over nine minutes as he screamed, "I can't breathe." Floyd soon fell unconscious and stopped breathing, yet officers continued to restrain his limp body until after paramedics arrived. The video showing his desperate pleas and the officer's unsympathetic response sparked more, one of the largest protest movies in American history. Um, Chauvin was convicted last April, I'm sorry, um, of Floyd's murder in state court and he pleaded guilty to federal charges in december as part of the plea deal Thai kwong and lane will separately face a state's trial later this year on charges of aiding and abetting in floyd's murder um you can click the link to kind of read what them assholes have to say but about but i'm emotional because like this is crazy And it scares me because I don't know if you guys have noticed a trend. This is a, a win, you know, for us. But it seems like for every win that we get in these cases, next, next two or three days, something like horrible happens. Happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. My stomach. Is it not? I remember where I was. I was actually at Los Rios. I was going. I was actually going to Los Rios when I found out about George Floyd's and um murder. Um, and I remember seeing it on TV in Fulton County, Georgia. I mean, Forsyth County, Georgia, uh, in Cumming, Georgia. Don't 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 you know? Like, and seeing people being unsympathetic and feeling like unsafe and uneasy and how um coy um he's a co-worker there at los rios and coming and he he pulled me and he put me in the back and he was like are you okay how are you feeling are you sure you're okay he was very sympathetic to me and i remember not being able to answer the question like i didn't know if i felt okay 
and I, I knew I later on, I, I just kind of, I don't know. I don't know, but this is, I, this is good. This is good stuff. Um, that's the show for real. I love y'all. Um, I'm kind of nervous because white people don't like being brought to justice. They try to make examples and, and prove to us over and over again why they should, why they will make it, you know, how they can do whatever they want. And I'm afraid of seeing the next demonstration of that. But I'm going to be thankful. I love y'all. Um, y'all be safe. Bye. Yeah.